Hello, my fellow ghouls, ghosts, and goblins. I'm your host, Joey, and it's five days until Halloween. Be safe and have fun. Anyways, today. Today is the day we go back to January 11th, 2005. I was 10 years old, and today is the day Resident Evil 4 came out. Well, I gotta say, it's probably good I didn't play this when I was 10, but I do remember playing it when I was younger. The game that changed the horror landscape, that changed the series forever, and has sold over 11 million copies across everything, and is all around fucking great. But before we shoot our way through hordes of infected to save the president's daughter, please don't forget to leave a rating and a review. It helps out so much. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to my podcast. You know, this thing is slowly growing, and, you know, we're slowly getting there. I also want to shout a big thank you to all my guests. You guys are amazing. Without you, this little podcast of mine wouldn't be going anywhere. It would just be me, once again, talking into the microphone for a long time. Now, one thing we forgot to get into into the podcast is we are located in Sudbury, Ontario. And the cool thing is the new Resident Evil movie coming out, it was shot here in Sudbury. Well, I I think some scenes were or... I I really don't know the details of it, but it was kind of cool because when you're driving around town, you would see kind of the props and buildings and, you know, some of our signs had Raccoon City on them. And it was just, it was very cool to see that in our everyday environment. Anyways, let us know what you think of the new Resident Evil movie, the trailer and whatnot. We would love to hear your thoughts. Anyways, I'll shut the fuck up, cue some music, and when it fades out, me and Bacon will be diving into this legend of a fucking game. Alright everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Next Gen Podcasts, and I have again with me Bacon. Welcome. Hello, thank you. It's nice to have you, and today we're going to be looking at Resident Evil 4. This game launched back in January 11th in 2005, and I gotta say, it's quite the interesting title because it was in development a lot longer than that. Yeah, see, I actually didn't really know that until I started researching. Like, I played this game since I was a kid, and I was super loved it, but I didn't know that backstory, actually, until recently, and that's actually really cool. Me too. Like, I loved this game. I remember as a kid, like, I was in the basement, and it was me and my brothers, and we actually played this on GameCube. That's the first time we played it. A lot <laughs> of my memories with Resident Evil was, like, growing up, I'd watch my uncle play them, so it was kind of cool to actually play it for the first time. Yeah, for sure. And another thing was, like, I loved Devil May Cry. And I didn't know that this series actually kicked off Devil May Cry. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I I had no idea about that either. Like, that's actually really cool. It makes me want to go back and really focus on Devil May Cry and to try to see the similarities. Right, and just nitpick and pick out the differences. And that's, like, the other game that it spun inspiration to because there was four different development versions that happened to this game it was originally supposed to be resident evil 3 but it took too long and nemesis they liked it more so but yeah yeah i i I didn't play too much of three to be honest four was really what kick-started me into resident evil like i played a little bit of it and stuff but it wasn't really a big thing but yeah four is definitely like my all-time favorite resident evil game out of the entire series for sure have you played it recently? 
Uh, within the last year, yeah, for sure. Like, like I've got, I play run-throughs, like, every time I'm like, oh, man, I need to play, like, res run-throughs. I always do four and five. Those are yeah. my two go-tos. See, I, I can play five. I don't have much difficulty with the controls, but I, I struggle with four. Yeah, it's it's a little more complex and a little more longer of a game, too, actually. Um, but it, but it is it's really fun. I, I find I, re, I always got stuck at that one ogre scene just because the controls were just insane and they were throwing things at you from every angle. And it was just, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. And if you didn't save that dog, it just made it that much harder. Yeah, and, and uh, for four and five, actually, I went for all the trophies too. Uh, so when I was playing uh, professional modes and stuff, it's like one hit, you, you get killed and stuff. It's like, whew. <laughs> I, I was never that good, but I remember me and my buddy Ryan through Resident Evil 5. I know that's not what we're talking about, but... And uh, we actually managed to kill the final boss, Wesker, there with just stun rods. We were just beating them with stun rods. <laughs> that's actually hilarious. <laughs> it's great. It, it was such a memorable moment, and it's something that sticks with you forever, you know? Oh, no, for sure, for sure. Now, another version of this game actually became, like, the inspiration to Haunting Ground. Now, I, I never heard of this game either, but... Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. It kind of makes me want to dive into it, just knowing that it is like, in like some has way some sort of relation to it. Yeah, I know for sure. I know, I know. I've never heard of it, and like, I wouldn't have played it not knowing this. But now that I know it, it's like, it's like I do want to go out and I do want to try it to see once again. You know, the similarities, one game to the other. No, exactly. Now, uh, do you think you could beat Resident Evil Four without uh, laser sight? <laughs> <sighs> Like, I mean, it's hard to say because I feel like the accuracy would be completely off trying to shoot with without it. Or, or maybe it's not, and it's just a view angle that makes it so hard. Oh, I'm it's not, definitely a view definitely. angle thing because it's not a first person. I feel like Laser Sight was like, oh, yeah, this game was unplayable. Like, we need to do something about it. Oh, we'll just put lasers on the end of everything. <laughs> yeah because because if you didn't have that laser like it would be possible but like you'd waste so much ammo that it would almost not be because <laughs> they give you very little <laughs> so again this game kind of like we did the left for dead talk about adaptive difficulty and that's kind of something resident evil 4 did as well so the better you played the less ammo it would give you you would find mm -hmm. less ammo in the crates and stuff like that it's interesting how, how dynamic it was and that's why it sold over 11 million copies and that goes to show like it's withstood this test of a time solid, a solid hundred of those copies was just me alone i swear <laughs> I've rebought the game honestly on so many consoles, and I've probably I've played it on almost every console too. I, I've done that with a lot of uh, Square Enix's titles. <laughs> I'm a big <laughs> sucker there, even though we all know they're gonna be mediocre at best. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that's not true. That's not true. They do pretty good with some stuff. Uh, they used to. Um, they started falling downhill with Final Fantasy X. Um, Kingdom Hearts really brought them back up, but then Kingdom Hearts 3, they threw away everything that made it Kingdom Hearts, which was Final Fantasy. So, See, I, I have Kingdom Hearts 3, I haven't even got to play it yet. It is on my list of things to do, just haven't got to do it yet, but oh, I am yeah. try it. <laughs> hey man, they're not games for everyone, and I understand that, but I grew up with watching my uncle play Final Fantasy, Legend of Dragoon, and those styles of games. 
and I also grew up watching Disney movies. So Kingdom Hearts for me just really struck that chord, that heartstring of like, I really fucking love this and I'm not going to let it go. And then for them to turn around and rip away everything that was Square Enix, everything that made the game, the blend between the two things I loved, they got rid of. Yeah, I I never I never really dove into their series too much. I meant to, but I don't know. Maybe it was my ADHD brain just that always stuck with certain games. I'm not too sure what it was, but I'm not gonna lie. I started with Kingdom Hearts too, but anyways, we'll get back to Resident Evil here because I'm sure most people listening are not wanting to hear about Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, hear about the Square Enix. Actually, here, actually, yeah. this reminds me of something fucking hilarious. There was this YouTube video a long time ago, and it was like uh, McPee Pants or some shit. Some weird-ass fucking name like that. And it was about the differences between Kingdom Hearts 2 and Resident Evil 4. And, like, one part of it was, like, uh, there's zombies in the room. His ass is on fire. Shoot him in the head. Shoot him in the head. You don't got time, smokable. This ain't a cutscene, bitch. Press A, press A. And then you go back to Kingdom Hearts and it's like, you know, you've been playing this game for like 10 million years and I'm not even the main character. I'm playing as Roxas, the main character, Sora. And it's just <laughs> fucking this big skit about the differences and it's fucking hilarious. So it's actually funny that we brought up Kingdom Hearts 2 in this fucking this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, the cool part about this game, too, was enemies dropped loot, and they threw a fuckload of enemies at you. So this game would be almost impossible if they didn't, because you're picking up gold and stuff to sell all the time. As long as, as, that's the thing, as long as you look for the loot and consistently upgrade your guns, you know, you, you could kill enemies pretty easily, and then you're consistently, like you said, getting all that loot, getting all that ammo, so, you know, it stacks up over time, so... And again, yeah. it, it was a big shift in the series from what Resident Evil 3 did. It, like, mm-hmm. this game just completely changed the genre because we're not going from that fixed camera angles anymore. Yeah, and, and you know, like, it's almost like they're different series because of that. Like, like I feel like 1, 2, and 3 are like, are like a different horror genre than, you know, 4, 5, and 6. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just no. because... It might be the fixed angles, it might be that, but they have different, complete different feels. Like, you know what I mean? It's like Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 were phase 1. 4 and 5 were phase 2. And then they got fucking hammered and fucked up on uh, Resident Evil 6 and then went, fuck, we gotta go back and look at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I was I was pretty impressed with 7. I haven't got to play 8 yet. I haven't played 8. Which, I gotta say, I haven't played 8 either, but it looks fucking phenomenal. I won't touch 7. It's too fucking scary for me. <laughs> I played... I So I played... First, I played the demo a lot, actually. As they were releasing, they released different endings and stuff as they were coming. Actually, they... I played it for like 8 to 10 hours for a solid week straight trying to figure out certain endings and stuff to find out that they just didn't release them. But they didn't tell you that. <laughs> of course, fucking bastards. But, I know. It was, it was yeah. awesome, it, it, you know, it kept me going, it kept me playing, kept me wondering what's happening and stuff. And and, I, and so it, it kept me intrigued about it, you know. And and then when the game came out, and I wasn't sure how the VR was going to be on it. But, oh, my God, it was amazing to have a VR, you know. And, and you know, speaking of the VR and the fact that Resident Evil 4 VR is coming out, like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm super excited. It almost <laughs> makes me want to go out and buy an Oculus, but I just don't have the space. 
Yeah, well, I'm going to have to do the same, I guess. Um, yeah, because I guess, are, are they going to release it for uh, PS4 for the VR or no? I honestly don't know. We don't even know very much about PSVR 2. They will not release it for PSVR right now. got to remember, you don't have any joysticks or any way to actually move around other than like teleportation or holding down one button. And I mean, to admit, it gets fucking annoying pointing everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually that was the one thing I found. Um like like when I play Resident Evils, like I like to sesh them for a while. Like like I'll play I could play a full run through in one sitting for, of, of a game. Actually I got um I got four I think it was four or five. One of them I got down to about four hours. And I could just do it in one setting, just get it done. Um wow. I usually do that, but the thing is is with with seven when they started with the VR. You know, it's it's you could play for like a half an hour and then all of a sudden your head's just aching, you know, so it's like you need to take a break. It's like, oh, no, no, I, I get you. Like, I would love to do some kind of 24 hour stream of a game or like multiple games, you know, maybe do eight hours straight of just Minecraft VR. <laughs> <laughs> some shit like that. It would just be funny, right? You know? Actually, Minecraft has some pretty cool things that keep some people entertained for sure. It would, especially if, you know, we don't throw it on extremely difficult, but we throw it on almost peaceful. That way it's not overwhelming, especially in VR. Yeah, I've never played it VR, so I wouldn't even know what to expect. Neither I, do I, I mean, but... I kind of know what to expect, like, like you know, like, with, with the graphics and all. <laughs> but, but like, at the same time, I, like, I don't. But I, I imagine it, it feels pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one of the most iconic things from Resident Evil 4 was, uh, what are you buying? Stranger. Yeah. <laughs> the, the oh merchant. I love that guy, man. <laughs> and, and it's so great because we kind of see him again in Resident Evil 8, like, like Village. I don't know if you've looked at it, much about it, but there's a fat merchant there and he kind of says some of the same lines. Okay, that, that's that's kind of cool that they're bringing the merchant back. Then I, I do like that. Oh yeah, I, like that sold me on Resident Evil Village. It's probably one of the only reasons I'm gonna buy it. I, and I think and I think that's another reason why that pulls me back to four and five all the time is just that factor of finding the finding the treasures, you know, getting all the loot, selling it to the merchant, and upgrading your guns and. You know, and stock, trying to stockpile as much as you can. You know, it's, I, I like that. And eight is very much the same. It is a, a lot of the same formula. And it's like separated areas. So you go to a contained area and you beat that area and you sell your loot and upgrade and go to the net. And I mean, that's not really spoiling anything. So I don't care to mention it. It's just it, watching a playthrough of it. It looks a lot like playing a new Resident Evil 4. And that's okay. why everybody thinks we're getting well, a I noticed, four remake. Yeah, well, that's the, well, that's the thing. I like I seen uh, the preview when it came out, and it did like a lot of the setting looked a lot like Resident Evil Four, like uh, the first village there when it, where you start. Yeah, um, which is really cool. But um, yeah, it's possible that they could use all of those same assets to create the remake for Resident Evil Four. I, I could definitely see them using a lot of the mechanics for sure because you've got that buying system with the merchant, you got the multiple weapons with the upgrades and the enemies that drop loot and you know, 
So it's a lot of the same stuff. And like Resident Evil 4 had a great fucking range of weapons from everything from handguns and shotguns to the, the infamous stun rod. <laughs> With the unlimited ammo and the unlimited ammo rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I never really unlocked those. I didn't play the uh, mercenaries mode or whatever it was called. Okay, yeah, I actually specifically only played it to unlock that gun to be able to run through the story mode with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a lot of people did, or they just got really good at it, but, you know, a few times and they had enough to buy what they wanted. Yeah, I know there's there's a few other cool guns that you could unlock in the other modes. I, I didn't unlock too many of them, but I did unlock the unlimited rocket launcher. Um, I know there was... Well, I can't remember off the head, but I, I know there was like a shotgun or there, there was some sort of other gun that you can unlock as well through like mercenaries or something. Yeah. So uh, what did you think of the bosses in this game? Great. There were, the, the bosses were great. You know, the scenes were great. The areas that they were in were, were fantastic. You, you never knew what you were walking into. You know, you'd, want, you'd be in a castle, you'd open a door. And next thing you know, you're in a courtyard full of like these rabid dogs that are half, you know, zombie every corner there's like it could be a boss or it could be something coming at you and, and it's like and they're always just great you know they're they're all it's always something big is, is what i'm trying to say it's they never spared expense with it no and, and they always gave you this feeling of i gotta kill literally everything around me because i gotta protect ashley whenever you have because they can come up and they can fucking pick her up and run away with her too oh exactly exactly and actually that was one of my favorite things is when you uh, finish the run through, you can unlock special costumes. And so one of the special costumes puts her in a night outfit and so that nothing can actually hurt her. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes it a lot better to, you know, be able to enjoy the scenery around without her dying all the time. <laughs> yeah. I hated freaking Mendez. He, he, he was fucked up. Like, unless you develop a rhythm with him, it's hard. It's, it's a difficult fight. Yeah yeah um yeah i'd say my favorite uh was it salazar no no um saddler's the end saddler's the last one salazar salazar was the the little was a little guy there i'm pretty sure or no that was uh irving that was that was irving i'm pretty sure he's he uh ended up turning into a, um, a giant whale like creature when you're on a boat was that this one or was that five no no that was four because he was in the castle okay. one yeah. All right. Or no, know, he turned into the wall. He turned into the wall. Because I know some shit like that happens in yeah, five he as gives, well. Yeah, he gives you like a hundred grand. He gives you a hundred grand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I. So I hated the fucking village. I'll, I'll just get that out of the way. I fucking hated the village. They had the opening. I I liked it, and I didn't. I don't like it when you do the first run through because it's so chaotic and you have absolutely nothing. You know, it, they're throwing chainsaw guys at no, you. It, exactly enemies and you have and you're just running around that's all you have to that's all you can really do at that point because you have a handgun right when you get a shotgun in the upstairs of the one building but 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 other than that it's either protect the building or fucking waste time because you've got the chainsaw guy out there and if you let him in you're fucking dead in one hit but i'll say though it's fun to do it on your second and your third run throughs when you could go through with like you know, you start with a sniper rifle and you just go to the edge of the village. You can pick them all off before they get to you or you just go in with the Chicago typewriter, like I said, and just empty clips into them, you know? <laughs> well, I fucking, I watched a speed run recently of this and it was amazing because the guy just like hucked a grenade out the window, 
then hopped out the upstairs window, walked around, hucked another grenade, and they were all fucking dead. And then it was the cutscene, and it was over. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's awesome. I could get it through pretty fast, but not that fast. <laughs> well, no, like, go big props to the speedrunners. Like, the speedrunning community has so much work that they put into a game, and it's a, a community of people that conglomerate and share what they're doing. Oh, and they take it very seriously too. Yeah, I'm I'm in a lot of the Resident Evil groups on Facebook and stuff. I follow a lot of the things they do, and they're very serious about it. <laughs> yeah, it's see, I, I thought about doing Kingdom Hearts two speedruns, but I'm just I I never th- will be that fucking good. Like some of the shit they do and the way they save time is incredible. Like purposely, like for example, in Kingdom Hearts 2, you purposely withdraw hits so you're not doing your combos so you can get five hits in faster to kill something. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen that too, and, and even in this game, there's like, if you hit certain areas at certain times, and, and let's say if you took out a sniper rifle, you could take one shot, take out like three enemies at a time, and then you could advance to the next areas quicker. But it's like, you gotta have that down to an exact, exact timing, like, you know what I mean? Like it's, Yeah. It's and insane. a lot of Resident Evil games, it's a more avoid the enemies than kill the enemies. You you want to dodge past them because it's quicker just to run to this next boss or the next big story segment. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so it was interesting because you actually get infected, but in this game, like Leon gets infected. Yes, he does. And, yes. And, um. By a uh, Sadler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, he comes up and injects you in the fucking neck. Yeah, and, and they all could sense it too because um, because of, um, oh, I can't remember his name right now. But Mendes. the one find, yeah, Mendes. it's Mendes. Yeah, it's Mendes. Yeah, yeah. He finds him. He picks him up by the neck, and then he's, he talks about how he's one of us or whatever. We have the same blood or something. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. It. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so uh, I, I love the fucking boat and the harpoon with uh, Delago. Like, oh my god, that's. Yeah, sometimes that's a good scene, but sometimes it's like, oh my god, it's too much. Especially when you start getting up in the more difficult difficulties. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it takes a while to get past that. But yeah, um, I actually have uh, right when right when you get past that scene, not a lot of people know this, but there's actually a merchant on that lake. I actually, I believe I found him back in the day, like my recent run through. I didn't because I was just trying to beeline it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I had actually I had a few YouTube videos about this game back in like 2013, 2014. Actually, I'm pretty sure they're still up on there. Plus, <laughs> Bacon Cat or whatever. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so long ago. I'll definitely have to look them up and uh, put them in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that to you. No, I was I was just showing some of them to Carter actually the other day, and he got it. He thought they were really funny. So yeah, like. And another part that really gave me some troubles was the minecarts. Oh yes, <laughs> I actually I I loved uh, all of the minecart stuff when they were going through the mines and stuff with the chainsaw dudes and all that. Oh, I love it. Like it's, it, you get the most, you get the most money and the most loot the quickest, and you barely really have to do anything as long as you have good upgraded guns. But if you don't, I can see how it could be possibly. But see, and that's where like your first playthrough, it, it can be a real challenge. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I'm sure your fucking second playthrough on limited ammo, you're just bang, 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 reload whenever you want. You know, you're not worried, you're not stressed about blowing all your bullets, and then what's coming up next? 
actually four only had the two guns that were unlimited ammo and they costed like it was a million each <laughs> so it, it was like it wasn't until you're like third or fourth playthrough when you were actually able to get those guns so your second wow. and third playthrough you had like fully upgraded guns but you still had to worry about the ammo <laughs> yeah yeah, at least you're doing more damage though, so you don't gotta shoot them as much. Yeah, and and that's where that that was one thing I actually liked about five was that they did the unlimited ammo where you could actually save up points to unlock every single gun to have unlimited ammo. Yeah, and so you could just pick and choose your favorite gun and just have that unlimited ammo and just run through, and and I thought that was cool. So, uh, do you have any other memorable moments of this game? Um. Well, I learned if you kill the merchant, he won't come back for a while. <laughs> I did learn that one time, and, and that, that makes for a very, very hard run through. So don't do that. <laughs> That's one interesting fact. Yes. Um, yeah, no, you know, I've, I've played this game so many times, it's hard to pinpoint just one specific time, you know. But, but uh, you know, I, I'd say my probably my favorite area to run through is that... Um, that big open area with uh, when you're, you're with Ashley and you're in this big, huge open palace area. And, yeah. The uh, castle or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And they're yeah. all, and all of them are wearing like these, like uh, uh, cult suits. Yeah. That they have. Yeah, like, yeah. It was, Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. And, and like they invented like another language and stuff for this game or something. And uh, I, I just, I just thought it was really cool. Everything they did with it. I fucking love when games or TV shows invent different languages and then communities go out and they try to figure out the, the language. It just gives oh, yeah. so much to a player. Yeah, for sure. This this one almost sounded like like it was like almost like a like a little bit German or like Romanian or like something like that. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was really cool though. I liked it. So this game like changed the horror genre entirely a lot of games after this tried to copy a lot of what resident evil 4 did it's because of the amount of success they had right off the bat uh, and and you know it's, and it's the fact that they had success across every single console and and even as they went to next gen consoles they still beat sales of current games it's hard to say too because if this game wouldn't have had the success it did we probably wouldn't have resident evil today it would be the silent hill it's true either though i did hear a rumor 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 a rumor that they are actually completing a project with silent hill i don't know if it, it will, they were just trying to find someone to be able to carry it on it, it sounded like it's a reliable rumor and i do believe they who what company was that konami konami yeah i'm pretty konami. sure it was yeah, because because they did Yu-Gi-Oh as well. So um, I think they released a lot of their old IP for developers to try and do something with, and they're holding a contest, and the winner gets to release their game with their IP. That's cool. Yeah, that, that's actually really cool. No, I, I wish I had some more friends that knew how to program and like to graphic art because I'd love to fucking make some. Hey, well, you never know. This this is how it starts, right? You you get it out there, and then all of a sudden you have viewers who are programmers, and they're like, "Hey, man, I'm down to work on the project with you." And then all of a sudden you have a team of people. Yep. The nice part is we can do this online too, so my guests can be from anywhere. Yeah, which is awesome. And I mean, I guess we're all uh, safe from the infected. 
<laughs> oh man but yeah no it, it is nice having the convenience of being able to do everything online though for sure so i, I really don't have a lot more to say about this game it, it, it's a legend it's well known among a lot of gamers anybody who loves horror has played this game and you know it, it, it's gone down in history as one of the best-selling games at one point in time and you know it, it has so much success behind it oh yeah for sure like um i honestly i i know i played a lot of big name games but i i don't think that i've ever played a game that has consistently for so many years upkept um the reputation of being the absolute best horror game you know what i mean like it's just 16 years now <laughs> you know no, and, I, like i i completely understand you there and it's like they still haven't really been able to completely top it yet like i said there there's they've done they did good with five and i and and i liked it but you know scenery wise and in area wise you know like map i guess and boss wise too i I find four was a lot better or story i guess too no and and four was better story wise like five Mm -hmm. got real off the rails in that department and I, I, I just love the gameplay of five and I just got fonder memories of it. So Yeah, yeah. No, and, and, and it is fun being able to have that second person with you, you know, being able to have a friend with you, being able to play. Yeah, no, exactly. It made the game a little easier too, because with the AI it was kind of shitty. But once you had an actual player with you, you guys had teamwork and you could communicate one guy go this way, one guy go that way, you know? Yeah. Well, when I when I played five, relying on the AI, I just didn't rely on it. <laughs> I just no. I just made sure I had enough to be able to clear every area without having to rely on her. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, what do we want to rate this game out of? Like, uh, we could do eleven million for the amount of copies it's sold. I think we should do it out of sixteen, since it's sixteen years old. All right. The, year, that, the, that sounds great. All right. You you wanna do you wanna give a rating first? Do I wanna go first? Do I wanna go first? Huh. So I would probably put this game in about a twelve point five for me because I'm not a big horror fan for one. Although I absolutely love this series and everything zombies, and just for two, I I have a lot of trouble replaying it. Okay, okay, okay. That's understandable. That's understandable. Well, um, I mean, you know, I, I've been consistently playing this game for a long time. Um, there are a few things that, you know, when you're going through, you pick out or whatever over time, you know, but but I'd say I'd have to give this game at least, I'd say a 15 out of 16 for myself. But that, that's because I guess I have a lot of fond memories of this game and I have played through a lot of times. Well, and not just that, you love the horror too. And, you know, you, you also, you understand the controls and you've played it regularly to keep up with that. Yeah, Where exactly. I, I actually learned this game the way, I, the, when I first played this game, actually, I uh, had it on a Wii and I set it up on a projector and I had it as the entire wall. <laughs> so it was, it was actually, and, and I guess that's why it was just really, really, really fun when I was younger and stuff. And I, and I just, played it on every console as it released for every console and stuff and no <laughs> exactly so I, I get you like uh i played it on gamecube so playing it on any other controller but a gamecube controller is a little weird already 
<laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on and talking Resident Evil with me. It was great to have you. And, you know, I look forward to you being on again. Yeah, for sure. And I completely look forward to coming back again uh, whenever, you know, you invite me back. <laughs> oh, no problem. No problem. It's uh, mostly whenever you have time. So uh, with that being said, uh, I'm going to queue up the outro and have a great night. Well, thank you again for sticking around for another episode of a next gen podcasts if you made it this far thank you for your time and your support and we will see you again in another two weeks the next episode i am hoping will be tenchu wrath of heaven well that's all i got don't forget to like subscribe whatever it is you do to podcast these days and follow us on twitter and facebook at a next gen podcasts Have a great day or night wherever you are. Until next time, this is Joey, your host, and see you later.